0: This week, not only I, but many people throughout this country and the world became truly saddened by the death of Congressman John Lewis. People like him set the precedent for black movements that exist today. From his memorable walk in Selma, being one of the original Freedom Riders and the organization of sit-ins in Nashville, John Lewis will be remembered and his legacy will live on for future generations although he himself experienced progress. I know he knew in his last days and before then that his work wasn't done. We have a long way to go. So let's all remember that our work is far from done. Life is not about the recognitions, but about the actual action. And we must remember that it's okay to be a part of good trouble. Get out there and push and stand up and speak out and get in the way. The same that my generation got in the way. Get in trouble, good trouble, necessary trouble. Congressman John Lewis, thank you so much for those words and so much for your actions. Rest in peace. Welcome to Young Everyday Black Woman. This podcast is a platform for me to express and explain an array of topics young, everyday black women go through age 18 through 25. I'm your host, Courtney Hancock, a college student at the Elizabeth City State University who has a love for all things communications and digital while studying digital media. This podcast will discuss things from friendships and romance to health and lifestyle. So please join me in starting the conversations that need to be had between us. And knowing that all in all, and no matter what, we are all young, everyday black women. What's up, you guys? You're back listening to Young Everyday Black Woman. This is episode six. And I'm so excited to be doing this episode. Of course, I always say that. But this week, y'all, this has been a, a real one. Okay, this past week. Um, I mean, honestly, Naya Rivera, that was the start of um, you know, just whew, you know, her passing was significant and I think for a lot of young people, she was a part of Glee, which was a show that people my age kind of finished growing up on. And um not only that, you know, the role that she played in that show, you know, that didn't one hundred percent relate to me, but it related to so many others and when you're playing these roles that are significant and are roles that um, you know, sit with other people, you know, she played a lesbian character on Glee and as you watched her, you were able to, you know, watch her come out with that. So that has to be really inspirational to someone who relates with that. And, you know, as you just watch someone's career grow and things like that, you know, you just really get into who they are. So that was a lot. And just to watch that story um of finding her body and things progress was just whew again, it was just a lot. So um what a week. And then we went on to the Nick Cannon stuff, the trade of truth and Tamika Mallory and Portia and Yandy getting arrested it's been a crazy week you know with the Nick Cannon stuff I have to say Via Via Calm, Viacom however you say the company's name first off BT, in my opinion and I don't know the business behind it um, I respect the person that made the decision but to me that that doesn't seem like the best idea for a Black company, a Black TV network, excuse me, whose goal is to reach to Black people to sell, you know, or to let their company really be run by Viacom, Viacom, I'm going to call it Viacom today, I don't know, (laughs) Um, it's crazy to me, and as you can see, when that process took place, the content on BET changed, you know, BET has, to me, the platform and I know this is like such a setback from what I was about to say about Nick Cannon or Nick Cannon and VH1, MTV, whatever. But this network, I'm saying, BT has the ability to do so much, to be so much, you know, to have these shows that relate to black people, especially young black people, you know, to you know, all you see on BET now is Tyler Perry and specials when there's things taking place in the world. And to me, that's not fair. You're taking away from things. You know, I remember growing up, um, they used to have the HBCU tour thing. Um, you know, cause times have changed. You don't know, you no longer have the spring bling. or I think it was something like that with 106 in park. That was like a, a whoa when that was gone. Um, you know, shows like that. And, You know, just programming that's relatable to all different types of people. That's what BET is missing. And, you know, today we have so many young people coming out of college who I'm sure have so many pitches to what they would want to do. But I don't know if it's taking place or whatever. But BET, y'all have to step y'all game up. This has been going on for too long with reruns of Martin and all of Tyler Perry's movies and TV shows. I know I'm tired of it. And I know other people have to be too. Because the BET that I grew up on did not look like it does today. So I think everyone should be able for generations and generations to be able to witness a black network that serves its black people. And to me at this moment, BET is not doing that. So something we got to think about. But anyway, with the Nick Cannon thing, his show is one of like the only shows with these networks that has... A lot of black guests, has a lot of black cast members, black DJ on the show. He's black, you know, you're losing so much and then you're having a lot of people lose money. A lot of people, he has put on and brought up so many people and given them that platform to be on television, you know, with that show. And I, I'm going to be very real. The show has really gotten corny over time. You know, it's like, ugh, it was cool, like, back in the day, you know, but now it's just getting corny. But either way, Nick Cannon was able to help pave the way for a lot of people. So, it's crazy. Like, without him, like, what is on? Like, I just clicked through the channels. Like, no. Um. So, that's crazy. And then the arrest that took place um, with the Breonna Taylor protest with Trader Truth. I say Trader Truth first because I'm sorry, y'all. Like, he crush okay actually I saw him for the first time on and Out and I was like dang who is that and that's funny because <laughs> I was actually watching it with the guy that I talked to and so he was like are you just gonna keep sitting here saying that and you know how you don't like consciously saying anything and I just kept saying it and I was just like oh my gosh and he looks so and the crazy thing is he's like 40 but he had looked so youthful that day and he had the little fronts in his mouth and everything and I was like who is this and I remember like finally I saw the back of his hoodie because we had tuned in like in the middle of the episode finally I saw the back of his hoodie I was like okay try the truth shoot the truth I'm like let me remember this let me remember this and so for the longest time I actually had a tab on my laptop with him on google I was like I cannot forget him because I wanted to like figure out like what it like his music whatever he do you know or whatever but it took me the longest time to really get into him so I finally did or whatever. So when I saw he got arrested, I was like, hold up, my baby, my celebrity crush. Anyways, but um, for one, just first and foremost, YB and Cordae, that's another one that I didn't mention. And the football player whose name I cannot remember at this time, but y'all know who I'm talking about. So first off, that they were out there protesting and everything is amazing, and if you know me you know i love tamika mallory i think i might have mentioned her in two other episodes um and she's like that she's amazing and um i know that she helped put together to get them out of jail from when they got arrested it was 83 people she she helped to get a lot of them out so that was awesome um but that's a sad situation i think when you're peacefully protesting you should not be getting arrested and things like that um it's just it, it's an amazing thing to see you know people out you know making making some noise as I stated earlier in the very 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 beginning before the podcast started getting into good trouble um that's amazing especially people who come from reality television where you're seeing them all in one way all the time to really like, I feel like really being themselves because reality TV to me is not really reality TV. So especially like for Portia and these reality TV as well, we see them so dramatic and this. And so to see them out protesting and stuff is amazing. I know YB and Corday. I've seen him a lot just being, you know, an activist for this time and just expressing himself. Trade of truth has been amazing. Honestly, um, when quarantined, um, stuff COVID stuff first started he was very heavy in that for Houston and for black people in Houston making sure that they had food making sure they had things that they needed um so he's just really been I mean from the very beginning he's um of this time and then when things like George Floyd and stuff start happening he was heavily involved too so you know he he's had no rest You know, he hasn't been sitting home chilling throughout all of this or whatever. You know, he's out here doing something amazing. And especially for the fact that he has been so downplayed, so disrespected by the industry, by the radio industry in Houston and stuff. You know, him doing this is like, that's what I'm talking about. Doing stuff, act, do do what you do. Don't worry about who's recognizing what you do. You know, just do what you do because you know what you're doing is right. So that's all I got to say. But yeah, so protests and Nick Cannon. It's, it's crazy. This has been a week. And then John Lewis, that, that was crazy. I don't want to get in too much into it because it just, just people like him get you to really think about how far we have come, but we haven't. You know, my grandmother, let me let me shout out to her, turned ninety-eight on the thirteenth of July. She turned ninety-eight. It's it's people that are not making it to see nine or eight, okay? And not eighteen and nineteen and so on and so forth. So I think about all that, you know, she has seen and been through in her lifetime. Now John Lewis was eighty. And so, it just really gets me to think that we actually know people who, I mean, like, we can absolutely know people who have been through this, these crazy times, you know, like we, you know, even if our grandparents didn't participate in these things, you know, they they have been able to see things on the news that we haven't quite had to see, you know, like, I, you know, Some people say, well, we haven't really gotten far from that time, but we have, you know, we, we really, really, really have, because we haven't had the, you know, the problem of not being able to go to a restaurant, period, you know, like thinking I can't even go in here, period, or, you know, you know, it's just crazy things that we have to think about, you know, that in some ways and somehow, that we have seen some progress out here but we do sadly can lay our hands on people we well, not not lay our hands on people like I'm saying beating them but we can physically know and touch people who have been a part of some things and and that's amazing to me it is crazily amazing to me you know um it's, it's something but um again on the end of the John Lewis thing Shout out to my mama. She turned 98. That's amazing. I I just hope that I live to be that age. I really do. That is amazing. I'm telling y'all, two years from 100, come on now. Come on now. A blessing. Okay. So really, I want this episode, I just want to Talk about the lessons that have been learned. We're halfway through 2020. I don't know why I was about to call this year 2018. I'm telling y'all, it was right there. And I was like, this is 2020 baby girl. So 2020, is it's been a crazy year. And I think that even before all of this COVID thing, it has just been a crazy thing. I know y'all just heard my laptop go off. I'm so sorry, <laughs> so, so sorry. But um, it's just been crazy. And I just wanted to share some lessons that I've learned. And I feel like a lot of people have learned throughout this time and whatnot. So, um, yeah. (laughs) So one of the main lessons that I learned was you have to love yourself no matter what. And overall, with quarantine and COVID-19, I think that for a lot of people who either lost a job or couldn't go to work or someone like me who was in school came home and just didn't work um it was just a process of being by yourself or not being with a lot of people a lot and when I go through that I think about myself a lot one thing about me forever I'm not gonna say forever but at least since maybe my sophomore junior year of high school I've always thought like okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. This is who I want to be, this, that, and the third. Because I feel like a lot of the times we're always grown. We don't know exactly who we are, but we know who we want to be, which is amazing because sometimes people don't know who they want to be. But I always think you should at least know who you want to be, even if you're not that person yet. Um, But I have definitely just learned to love myself. Like, Like I was just telling my mom that, you know, You have to love who you are and stop comparing yourselves to other. Like I used to always like tell my friends, like I can't compete or what is it? I can't compete where I don't compare. (laughs) But I'm telling y'all, like I'm not going to say that anymore because I feel like what is for you is for you. And I I know I tweeted something the other day and this was like it was something along the lines of that pretty much our lives were specifically made for us they were customized for us you can't be out here trying to live somebody else's life you are who you are for a reason your experiences have happened to you for a reason you know you are in the season that you're in for a reason you know that is what is so important and all of that goes with loving yourself you have to love yourself enough to know for one what you deserve what you won't take and who you want to be Because a lot of people, they're so stuck in living in different lives and being somebody that they're not, that they don't even like, know how to love themselves, you know, and it's crazy because and I and i tell you throughout this quarantine thing, of just being home, I call it. I have really had my ups and downs. I've had some weeks that I'm like, I'm so good. I'm happy as hell. I'm having a good week. And then I've had some weeks where it's like, uh-uh, I'm tired. You know, I'm an overthinker. So i be thinking about everything. I'm not just talking like with guys. I just be overthinking everything. i be thinking about school. i be thinking about everything. Like I'm telling you, like everything you could overthink about, I overthink about. And I hate it. But that's a lot of what I've been doing. Um, I hate it but love yourself. Um, another thing that I think I learned um, through this half of the year, like, I mean, most of the time for this half of the year, we've been home through quarantine or whatever, or whatever you've been doing throughout this time. So uh, if I say like what I learned through quarantine, like I pretty much do mean that. I think whew, I'm. I can give one good summary for January and February. I would just say, What I learned is that, and this is weird to me, but getting the opportunity to host the daytime radio show that I host was major for me, like in my book, like in my mind. And one thing about me, nothing excites me. So I remember even like hearing about it and I wasn't like super like, oh my gosh, like yeah, I'm not that person. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. But in the inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is real. I'm doing this. You know, but I'm just real chill about everything. Like I'm just so laid back with stuff. Like okay, cool. You know, but that was so big for me because whew, I get so emotional. It's funny because the whole time I've been sitting here talking, I don't know why my eyes have been watering. Like I was always about to say something that was about to make me cry. Like what? But now it's like really hitting me. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just. To feel that made me feel special and made me feel important. And I'm telling you, like, everything is not about guys. Like Everything is not like, oh, this guy needs to make me feel special. I'm telling you, like, at that, at that, at that current moment, nothing could top that feeling. You know, nothing could top that, you know, period at that moment. You know, it was just like somebody thought so highly of me that you want me to do this. And that was good. And that was like a real selfish moment for me. Like I'm not a selfish person, but I call that a selfish moment. Like, you know, it's crazy. But I would say that I don't even know how did I start this off about January and February. But, you know, just know that you got it. Anything that you want, you got it. And your time is coming for Everything. Everything. I hate that phrase, but I'm not going to say everything for whatever you want to do. Business, your, you know, academic, your job life, whatever your career, just know that it's coming and it's going to take some baby steps to get there. It's going to take a lot of hard work, dedication and always know that somebody's watching you. You know, somebody's watching what you do. You showing up early you leaving late, you taking your time to do things, someone's watching you, you taking initiative to do other things, someone's watching you. Somebody's watching you all the time. I don't think that they're not. So, you know, your time is coming. And if your time never comes, you're going to have to get up from the table, sis, or bro, you going to get up. So yeah, go back to what I was saying. So yeah, so what I've learned is, you know, about time, time is of the essence, like, I have learned that I never want anybody or anything to ever waste my time. And it's more like, I don't know, just expanding on life. (laughs) Like, I just feel like you don't want your time to be wasted. You know, your time on this earth is hella limited. So, you know, just don't waste your time, you know, in just don't and I can say like for the love part of don't waste your time just don't waste your time with things that you feel like ain't it no more you know just that and I'm not even talking about like your current situations like for me I can tell y'all I'll talk about this I hate talking about this situation but it is what it is and it's the past I was talking to somebody crazy Honestly, I think we was both crazy, okay? I'll admit, I was a little crazy, a little bit. But I had every right to act the way that I was acting because they were very out of line a lot of the times, okay? Okay. But for the longest time, I kind of held on to all of the anger, all of the pain, all of the confusion, all of the frustration. And what I realized is that I was wasting my time talking to other people because I always felt like either they showed some bad things that I didn't like in him. I saw I was trying to see it in them or trying to see the bad in them, you know, or it was just like, I wanted them to be him. Like, I was like, why can't he be like this or something like that? So I was wasting my time and other people's time and. It took me to really sit here through quarantine and be like, you know what? I'm glad that these other people that I talked to in between then and now, you know, well, then then and before now, you know, are are happy and doing what they want to do and prospering and in their relationships and this, that and the third. Because, you know, I guess in a sense, I wasn't ready as I am now, you know, like I wasn't ready because I was still angry frustrated confused all of that and you know so think about that when it comes down to don't waste your time don't waste people time just think about time time is of the essence okay you don't have time to be out here playing with people feelings and stuff in Sometimes it's going to take you to get to this moment. Like when I tell y'all I finished talking to him in 2018, baby, it's 2020. Like that, that, that hurt should have gone a long time ago, but sometimes it doesn't because sometimes you actually need closure. Now, when you're like me. Sometimes you be angry. Sometimes you be mad. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if you talk about these things with that person, it it doesn't become very civilized. You know what you realize? I don't need to have that conversation with this person, but I need to sit down with myself and let myself know that I deserve better. I am that chick. okay? I know my worth. I know what I deserve. I know what I need in my life. And that will never be it. You know, like, that's what you have to tell yourself. Like, that will never be it. So I need to stop wasting my mental (laughs) on a person and keep it pushing so that I can do better, you know, so that I can, you know, find better people, find it in my heart, like just everything. Because I feel like sometimes you just carry anger and then you just be mad at everybody, you know, because I was just a little angry, a little hot tamale when it came down to how I feel I just get angry I snap because I was gonna say I snap but I don't snap I'm really really nice that's the thing I'm actually really really nice but I just always be thinking the worst and it it might not even be like that sometimes but a lot of times let me tell y'all it probably is but you just gotta do better for your mental sis, anyway (laughs) So another thing that um, I learned is how much family is so important. I don't care what it is with my family, but when we spend ample amount of time together, it makes me always say how much family is important. When I tell And when I say family, I'm talking about my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles. Like, um, I'm talking about my dad is important too. all my other aunts and uncles over there. But when I'm talking about this family, I'm talking about my mom's family at this point like we always just get closer and closer like i feel like i connect with them even more as more as i as more as i grow up you know um i love that um but i still feel like a little kid with them but i at this point i'm just saying that i have to deal with that because i'll always be the baby you know i'll always be that But, you know, I just need them to put some respect on my name sometimes. You know, like, girl, I'm 21. I'm not that grown, but I'm grown enough to, you know, just be treated as such. But family is so important, you know. Family, y'all, my eyes is watering up again. What is going on? But family is so important. So, so, so important. And You know, I think people have lost family members. People have realized that we never know something like this could happen again. And this is still going on. So it could hit one of my family members, yours, whomever. And you want to say that you said everything you needed to say to them. You made them feel as loved as possible. You were there for them. All of that family is so important and you know gosh I feel like I'm about to cry I don't want to cry the biggest loss for me family wise was losing my pop pop my grandfather and I felt fine when he passed on the aspects of did I show him enough love this that and the third I felt fine but one thing and I don't talk about this a lot but that bothered me is in him and my grandmother's older days the one I said just turned 98 I didn't spend a lot of time sitting with them and talking to them so I would always like go over there and stuff but I would go lay on the bed in the other room things like that and when I look back because now me and my grandmother do it when I'm over there I'm sitting there with her we're having conversations and stuff you know but I didn't do that with both of them you know, when they got older and I spent a lot of my childhood with my grandparents. And I think just being around a lot of older people, most of my life is why I am how I am and why I have such an old soul. But I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, like every day I was with them at some point, you know, and or twice a day. Um, they basically. God, here it goes again. <laughs> The other half of raising me, you know, they definitely held down the role of being grandparents. So that's, that was, um, yeah, they they always been awesome. So what I'm saying is that, you know, you don't want to have a regret like that because I was, like I said, I was good. Like when he passed, you know, I was like emotional, but I felt like I said what I need to say you know I held his hand I remember the last time and I just I was like scared to say something but I thought it and for some reason I felt like he felt me you know um you know his last days I remember I held his hand and he rubbed my hand back and that just meant so much to me and I'll never forget that but um you know, family is so important. And those last moments are so important. And, um, when I'm telling you, you want to be there, like, let me tell y'all about that is that ironically, he was getting in his sicker stages when I came home that year from my, really my Thanksgiving break. But then I went back to school, came back, it was around my Christmas break and he passed, um, like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, it's confusing, um, New Year's Eve is what I mean, um, and so, it was just crazy to me how that happened, uh, uh, like, right around that time, and I was able to be there, that's what was so important to me, you know, you hear a lot of people like, I don't want to be around my grandparents, I don't want to do this, but You know, I was there, you know, I was there. You know, I was there doing all that I could, being all that I could be, you know, and making sure he felt me there because that's what was important to me. You know, truly. You know, he was there for me growing up. So, and that's one thing I feel like how I feel about my grandparents and people were like, oh, you always with your grandparents, you always at your grandparents' house. But they were that for me, you know, days where I was going to their house, they could have been going on vacation. Girl, what in the world with my voice? (laughs) But they could have been going on vacations. They could have been taking trips. I don't know. They could have been doing something else, but they were there for me. So yes, do all that I can. Be right there for them because they did that for me. But family is important. So, you know, don't take them for granted. Put them first. I'm telling you, put them first. It will mean so much to you when their time on this earth is over and you're here and you feel good. I have that one regret, but other than that, I feel good. And I know for all of that, for him from on his behalf I'd be forgiven. Anyway, y'all, because I don't want to keep getting emotional. Like, ooh, child. But um another thing I learned is like don't be afraid to be different. For one, I'm different on this COVID, just about the way that I think about it, things that I do and don't want to do. You know, the reality of the situation is that you can contract this disease, this virus, whether you mask up or don't you can get it but all that I know is that I don't want to put myself it there's there's no solid solid rules to this thing you know they want you to stay home as much as possible wear a mask PPE all those things and that's what I believe so, my thoughts are always just different on these things. But I realized that I just have to be myself and let nobody break me. The hardest thing for me is going back to school. I feel like I could be influenced to, you know, just do things that I haven't been doing at home and do it then. And not because, like, I don't have family influencing me, but just to fit in. But I'm like telling myself, like, don't do that because. I'd rather be like, I got Corona and I don't know how I could have got it than to be like, you know what? Well, actually I went here and went there and I just don't believe in the fact that you can go anywhere and just be fine because you have your mask on. Like people need to social distance. If other people don't have their mask on, That's only doing half the job for you having yours on. You know, if areas are not clean and stuff like that, you know, how many times can you wash your hands when you're out and hand sanitizer to me does not really do the job. And one thing that you should do with your hand sanitizer is once you wipe it in your hands, take a paper towel and then wipe your hands. My uncle told me that a few years ago and I've never forgotten that and trust and believe I ain't perfect. I don't do it all the time, but if it's there, I will do it because I just don't believe hand sanitizer is doing the 100% trick. Check that when you actually go and wash your hands sometime after you've used your hand sanitizer, especially a few times, how it's still up there. So then to me, how is that really cleaning your hands? I don't know, I wanna see some research on it, but that's another story for another time. But yeah, my ideas and thoughts are just different. So I don't know, I'm just, you know, I have a grandmother that I'm around like a lot my mom you know if you know my mom's situation and stuff that that's another reason and stuff and even when I go back to school my thing is always going to be like I want to be really safe I want to be really good because it's not just about me it's about the people around me you know we will have some face-to-face classes and our professors are you know we don't know their medical conditions or whatever in stuff You know, you don't. You just don't know who you're around. So even though, you know, it's possible, you might not be number one on the list to get it. But, you know, just take care of yourself. Wash your hands. You know, take your vitamins. Keep yourself as healthy as possible. You know, drink ginger. Boil your ginger. Um, I don't know why I just. But um. Bowl some ginger drink some ginger I like ginger tea um orange I have like an orange ginger tea spy. can't think of who it's by but it's good my mom drinks the ginger my dad drinks it too um you know those are different things that keep your immune system good like keep it up and like my mom says when she drinks ginger like it makes her feel better just in general like if she's having like a headache or she feels like a little down bad, then internally down bad. Hold up. <laughs> um, it'll, you know, give her the boost that she needs to feel a little better. So, you know, and then there's a lot of other ways and other remedies to, you know, keep your immune system good. Um, but I just think of it that anybody can get it. And I just don't believe I'm one of those people who cannot get it. <laughs> don't think I am so um you know like again I already talked about the things that I'm just not gonna do and I'm just scared that when I go to school I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and my friends are gonna want to do it and then I'm just gonna you know not be around them because of that but I have to just make my own decisions I'm my own person and nobody can change that And another part of what I said I learned about just being, it's okay to be different, don't be afraid to be different, is like, when I look on social media, and this ties into something else that I said, sometimes I get so discouraged. Like, I see girls who look so different than me, you know, whose bodies are better than mine, who... You know, they slap their makeup on every day. They have their lashes. They wear weave all the time, this type of thing. And that's just not what I do. But I have to realize like, that's just not what I do, you know. And then some things I'm just not like, I don't know. I just got to be me. Definitely have to be me and stuff. So I'm just learning that. Like, just it's, it's cool being me, like just being little old me and i still think i'm cute from time to time so i don't know <laughs> um yeah so another thing that i said um is i learned is learning from my mistakes so let me tell y'all i have been learning from my mistakes so much learning from what i say that's wrong things that i do that are wrong um things i've done with this podcast things that whatever learn from my mistakes, I've mistakenly, mistake, mistakenly have not applied, have missed like four days, five days deadlines for internships for the fall, things like that. But I'm learning from my mistakes, you know, start looking up things as early as possible, or whatever. So learn from your mistakes, and just brush it off, you know, just know that, you know, again, your time will come. <laughs> um, And then learn from your bad experiences. I don't think so many people like people understand this but you have to learn from your bad experiences so like anytime you're down bad there's always a time for you to come up like bad things happen to people all the time you know they really do you miss out on something it's a bad experience but what do you learn from that so I learned to just learn from bad experiences you know something goes wrong Learn that you you what you're gonna do the next time. You feel me? So yeah. And who this one right here. Learn to move on from the things or people that no longer feed you, that no longer serve you. Okay? That's that's pretty self explanatory. That, you know, first off, you're gonna have to lose some people. You know, you're going to have to let some people go in order for you to have the come up that you want, right? I know that there's times that we have some people around us that don't want to see us win, right? They they don't want to see us be the best us that we can be, all these things. Sometimes you got to learn to let those people go or let that energy that you feel from people go, all types of things and continue to put the right people in your corner. And this goes along with being selfish. Sometimes you've got to be selfish, You can't help out everybody because who's going to help out you, right? Who's going to pass information along to you, these different things? You've got to be selfish. I mean, like, I've learned that you've got to be selfish. Not everybody is going to tell you their next move, so don't you be going and telling all your moves. I'm definitely a person these days where I'm, like, just letting people know once I do it. Like, just letting people know. I think like with the podcast, like, I I hand it on Twitter like, Oh, I'm gonna do this podcast but people would think I'd be joking like even a guy I talked to like he told me like I mean like you said you were gonna do a podcast but he didn't really see like I was really gonna do it. So yeah. Just let people keep thinking. Like she gonna do this, he gonna do it? like, you know, just like get people just keep them thinking, you know, and just be selfish, move in silence and just get up from the table when it if it ain't serving you, you you gotta go, you gotta go, cause people are not gonna let go of you because they know that you're going places, they know that you're prospering, that you're doing great things, they're not gonna let you go, cause they want to sit here and look and like witness your greatness, but hate on you all at the same time. Let them go, and then, um, don't be afraid to express yourself. So I've learned this, that. I'm a very expressive person. I love to write. So when it comes down to expressing how I feel and things like that, it's better in written format to me. Because when I get to talking, I be like, um, I don't like dumb stuff. So for me, I know that, you know, communication is key and expressing myself is better for me to do a written. So yeah, I'm just like, so right. And you know, tell people how I feel through my words, like a text or whatever. Yeah, I learned that that's that's me, that's what it's best for me. It's not best for me, sadly, to call you and talk to you about it. It's like, hey, let me send you this text, girl, or boo, let me like let me send you this text, and then you can call me and I can digest it for you. But like, it's not even like maybe I need to write everything out, but maybe I should start bullet point and things in my notes and then talk about it. I'm gonna try that. And lastly, what I learned is that life is too short. And because life is too short, you have to live it effectively. So I think everybody should have taken this time to level up. So, you know, over these past few months to start that business, do things that you want to do that you can do, um, do a lot of self care. Like those are things that, you know, that you can do at this time. Life is short and you want to live it great. Like you want to do something every day. Like I think that that's great. Like every day you should do something. And if it's something small, like me personally, what I've been doing, I've been thinking about grad school, so I've been looking at different grad schools, I do that like every other day, and then I'm doing something different on those other days, um, looking at schools for all different types of stuff, I'm thinking like financially, like how do people go get their doctorates and stuff, like I want one, you know, there's funding for them, like, you know, just that's how you level up, is even if you're not able to do things at this moment, is that you're already, when that time comes, you know what you got to do, you know, you already know what you got to do. So every day, live your life effectively. Do something every day that's going to help take you to the next level that's going to help you become the boss that you know that you are. So y'all, this has been episode six, I really just wanted to get in here and just tell y'all about you know, the lessons I've learned, this has been a really good episode for me. Like I got a little emotional in here. I'm steady telling y'all more about my life, which I think is good. So y'all can start relating to me more and like understanding who I am and things like that. Um, as y'all can see, like my pop pop just get me real emotional. (sighs) Gosh, my family just in general, but uh, for good reasons. And, um, yeah, this is episode six, but this is going to be the last part you're going to hear from me because usually we go into the artist of the week. But I'll be very honest, I'm lacking artists. So for all my listeners out there, please, 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 if you know any artists out there, rappers, singers, male or female, I definitely need some female artists on here. Um, send me their information. DM me. Um, you can DM me on my personal account if you want to at this is courtney hancock on instagram dm me on um the young everyday black woman pod so that's young everyday bw pod on instagram or y'all can email me at courtney hancock and then the number 20 at outlook.com like send me some artists and stuff i know one of my friends she sent me a lot of artists and i still have not looked into them exactly right at this moment but I'm really looking for a lot of female artists Um is this is young everyday black woman and we've only had one female well a duo. So again, but if you know any artists out there, local artists, I'm talking about people who are not signed or anything, you know, who are looking for like a little platform, you know, to let other people hear what they got going on. Definitely send that to me. I want to know who they are. I want to. Take this time definitely to thank VJ Tyler, Sean Walker, Cashmerely, Hasiditty. Thank y'all so much. And I don't think I've missed anybody, but if I have, like, thank you as well. But especially VJ Tyler, he's come through twice with music and I'm a fan of his music. So that's great. I love when I'm a fan. Cashmerely, I'm a fan. Sean Walker, I'm a fan. Hasiditty, Whew. Girl Code, that song, I'm a huge fan. So, you know, just send me some music, y'all. <laughs> Please do. But this is episode six. I hope you guys have a great week. You know, we are almost done with July. That's crazy, right? Crazy. All right. Y'all have a good week. And this is Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast with Courtney. They them, made the beat again.